everyone. I'm your host, April Metzler, for the RSVP show. You've tuned into my Focusing on God and the Music segment. With me today are two beautiful sisters in Christ, Kelly and Carrie, who co-host the Him Talk Twin Talk show. They are both ministers of worship and are gifted to do precisely that. God saw it fitting to bless both these ladies with beautiful voices to praise His name and other talents that honor Him, and that is what they choose to do in abundance. I'm excited to share this platform with them. The main scripture we will be visiting about today is Psalm 4. God is literally a call upon his name away and he will indeed shift the atmosphere the moment we submit to his will. He hears you, he cares for you, he loves you, he promises to answer you. What does that look like in action? Now's your opportunity to get your Bible, study pad, and a pencil or pen. And as always, we will be getting started here shortly by opening in prayer and inviting the Holy Spirit in to ensure that this visit is protected and blessed. In His name, for His glory. Thank you for joining. to another RSVP show. I'm your host, April Metzler, and I am doing something that I have never done before, and I hope you guys are ready for this. I have a double dose of guesting going on today. It is uh, actually a couple of wonderful, gorgeous, awesome sisters in Christ <laughs> that are a blessing. I'm excited to share with you all about what they got going on, but they are themselves podcast hosts over at him talk, twin talk. There's your double dose. So <laughs> welcome to the show, ladies. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? I am Kelly. I'm Carrie. And, and we're, we're identical, identical twins. twins. <laughs> and we say that pretty much wherever we go. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime. If they don't know just by looking at us that we're identical twins, we have to tell them. We tell them. Yeah. And we're the co-hosts of Him Talk, talk Twin Talk. talk. Oh, wow. That's, that was good. That was very talented. <laughs> Not even scripted or anything. Did you hear no. that, folks? <laughs> you say it all the time. We're so used to it now. Well, these ladies have actually been so gracious to join me in the show tonight, and we are going to be talking about everything to do with music, focusing on God in it. And uh, before we get started, though, we're going to go ahead and open in prayer, and these ladies are going to do that for us. So if you'll join us in prayer, that'd be great. Dear Lord, thank you for being just our awesome, wonderful, and amazing creator and father. We praise you for being sovereign over all. And we just love that your hand is all over this podcast, that you brought all of us together for this sole purpose. And so, Lord, we pray that just in everything that we say and do, that we are glorifying to you, that we are pointing people towards you. Um, Lord, we love you so much. We want the people around us to love you as well. I pray for this time of conversation. I pray that it is fruitful. I pray that it is praiseworthy. I pray that people are drawn to you. I pray that we're drawn closer to you. And I pray that your name is glorified in all that we do. We pray this all in the name of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. There it is. There's that peace. I talk about it all the time. It just comes in. And you mm. invite God in, and here it is. So, ladies, you guys have a, a, a unique ministry. Um, why don't you share with the audience a little bit before we dive into scripture about what it is you do? What is this Him Talk Twin Talk? 
Well, we really wanted to talk about hymns and we wanted to talk about worship and we wanted to talk about and and bring our podcasting listeners into this time of worship, but also like looking so closely at the hymns and at the words and what it all means. Mm. Um, and really the twin talk is just because that's who we are. <laughs> right, right. And and we do talk about a little bit about being twins and and we have a lot of fun when we do it. Yeah. But it really is about just bringing light to some of the older hymns. We recently had a, an episode where we did a hymn that we really had never even sung before. Right. It came as a request from a listener. And we really don't even know kind of, you know, what made him give us that request. We never even found that right. out. He right. just said, I want to know more about it. We don't know if it's his favorite or anything, but it's just if you love a song, you kind of want to know more about it. Right. And if you don't know the song, once you learn more about it, once you learn about how it's praising God or whatever the song is about, it does make you love it. Right. Um, right. And so that's what we it, found. It was a song we hadn't heard of and we both ended up loving it. Yeah. Yeah. The song was called Christ Receiveth Sinful Men. Yeah. So do you know that song? It was an oldie. No, I don't know that one. We didn't know it. We didn't know it. And it's, it's very archaic with the words, Christ Receiveth sinful men but we ended up really loving it so we both work in a church yeah. we're both i'm the director of worship and music and she's the pianist and leads the praise band so we're both worshiping in a church um but when covid hit you know our congregational worship couldn't keep happening we had we went to online and so it just felt like we needed ways to you know increase people's opportunities for worship because they were being decreased and so it really came out of the of covid and the mm -hmm. pandemic and being home Wow, that's yeah. awesome. Well, it, you made a way to do it, though, like, right. where there seemed to be no way, obviously. That's fantastic. And we want people to, like, sing with us yes. and, and worship with us and pray with us. We want that time in the podcast to be a time for them to sing. A lot of people are feeling the absence of singing, especially in group settings. Here right. in Massachusetts, there's actually like a, a guideline and I wouldn't call a, it a, a, rule. a rule, a, yeah. a recommendation that we can't sing indoors. Yeah. Massachusetts is pretty strict in this. Hmm. I know. Hmm. I know. I'm not going to weigh in on that, but hmm. <laughs> well, and this is our livelihood. Like this is what we live for. Um, and so our church, you know, has had to get really creative. So we have figured out ways to keep singing with our with our congregation, even though we can't on Sunday mornings. You know what's interesting is, folks, I've listened to a couple of their shows, and uh, these two ladies can harmonize. And I, don't, <laughs> I don't know if they'll do us the treat of doing that tonight, but this is a couple of very talented ladies. God has gifted them in, in song as well. Thank you. Yeah, um, and it's interesting, though, too, on your show, the ones that I'm privy to, you went and did like immense research for the songs. So yeah. you're talking about the story behind these songs and figuring out like what's up with these songs. Mm -hmm. You had to have done some extensive research on that. We so do. Could you yeah, share we, about that? Yeah, we researched for hours yeah. before beforehand. And um and I we both we tend to have different avenues we go down. Um 
but it, we kind of don't talk about it right. much. I do my thing and she does her thing. And then we bring it to the podcast and we share the information, you know, sort of with the co-host and the listeners at the same time. Right. Yeah. And I always feel like if it's something that I would find interesting, then she'll totally find interesting. And then I end up telling her about it and she's surprised and overjoyed and interested. And so that's what we're imagining and hoping that our audience is doing as well. Wow. I tend to like really look at the writers, the writer of the text and the music, and I I tend to look at their life story. Mm-hmm. I also I'm really drawn to like locations and geography. Okay, if you were in, you know, Germany and it was during the plague, like okay, I want to know that. I want to yep. know what was going on in your life. Or you lived in England during World War One, and you know, air raids were happening in the community that you lived in. I want to know all of that because people don't write anything really. I mean, as an author, April, you can say this too. People don't write out of context of their real life. Everything is all connected. So uh, most of the time when they're writing, they're writing because of something that is happening or has happened. I love those stories. Right. And when I do my research, I might dig a little bit more into the scriptures, into the what was the inspiration from the word um, and where did that come from? And I love doing that and maybe getting into a little bit of the theology of it. And then we end up kind of talking about like different, uh, different opinions on things. And it's just, to me, it's so interesting. And so we end we up doing that. We think it's really interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys do it. So of course you think yeah, it's interesting, right. right? You enjoy right. it. Well, on top of everything else, you've got this quality time investment in one another. Mm-hmm. And then I'm sure your family is privy to some of these episodes too. So I'm yeah. sure you're impacting everyone around you as well and your congregation that knows about your podcast show. Right. So right. your so, reach is pretty big with this influence on that, just in <laughs> that little vicinity there. Mm-hmm. Um what do you think is like the best thing that you could say uh, that you've had a reaction from one another on? Like, what was that song or what was that story that you were just, just like between like, the two of us? Yeah, that you were shocked. Um, well, you know, we did when we did it as well. Uh, it is well with my soul. I mean, mm. a beautiful song and the story of the Spaffords, um, um, Horatio Spafford, who wrote the words. It's fairly well known. You know, he lost his daughters on a um and it's and, and on a boat um traveling from traveling America to England over the Atlantic. The the boat had sunk and the four daughters had died. Most people know that he lost lots of property and businesses due to the Chicago fire. Um they know his story, but she dug into who wrote the music. Mm-hmm. So and they were friends, right? Yeah, they were friends. Yeah. And, um, and he had this tragic story that I had never heard. You know, I think we all talk about the Spaffords so much. Um, they even lost a two-year-old son. I mean, it's, they really had to deal with more suffering, you know, as a parent to, to lose ch- a child. I, I've, I haven't lived through that. And then multiple children for I, a poor couple. Yeah, yeah, I don't know how they, they recovered except by the grace of God, except through their faith in God. Um, so then you you talked about the Ashtabula train disaster, which I had never heard no, of. No. So she just blew me away. Like how, which is horrible to say, but how sadder can this I story get? Right. Yeah. And then when you hear the words, it is well with my soul. Like they can still say that. I just felt like that was a word that people needed to hear, that we needed to hear, that people needed to hear. Like it is well. 
because God is on his throne, because God is in control. And it was, we were doing that like right around, you know, it was the election and just the world and COVID. And just, you knew that people were in dark places. You knew that they were. And, you know, here we were singing, it is well, it is still well, God is in control. So, and what those people dealt with in terms of their suffering was so great. And they were still able to find, to see God and, and reach out to him and feel his comfort. And then you think, well, that's what I have to do. Right. You know, I think it's a daily choice. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, speaking of daily uh, and evenings, <laughs> you guys want to go ahead and share your psalm that you would like to read yeah. with the audience and let them know like what translation you're reading out of as well. Okay. So it's funny because we were just talking about, you know, crying out to God in times of need um, with it as well with my soul. But this is a psalm of lament. So it is Psalm 4. I have it in front of me in the NIV. And it says, for the director of music with stringed instruments, a psalm of David. Here we are, Psalm 4. He writes, answer me when I call to you, my righteous God. Give me relief from my distress. Have mercy on me and hear my prayer. How long will you people turn my glory into shame? How long will you love delusions and seek false gods? Know that the Lord has set apart his faithful servant for himself. The Lord hears when I call to him. Tremble and do not sin. When you are on your beds, search your hearts and be silent. Offer the sacrifices of the righteous and trust in the Lord. Many, Lord, are asking, who will bring us prosperity? Let the light of your face shine on us. Fill my heart with joy when their grain and new wine abound. In peace, I will lie down and sleep. For you alone, Lord, make me dwell in safety. You know, it's interesting. You just have, you have just this hint. I could tell. I wasn't even watching you two, but I could tell when you switched. <laughs> I don't know if my audience will be able to hear that or not, but that that's, was so cool. It was just slight, just slight. That's funny. That's what our listeners say. They we say, get, sometimes I just like to figure out who's who. Like, yeah. I, they just want to figure it out. And sometimes we we actually got the feedback that they, it's almost like distracting. I know. They, they're they focusing more on who who was that? Who was that? And they're really not listening. So we we actually try to use our names so that people don't have that distraction. Right. But that's right, Carrie. You know, just like that. <laughs> yeah, I did that. I mean, that's she's so right. Good job, Carrie. <laughs> um, you guys should you can continue doing that for my audience too. You're, you're, you're fine to do that. <laughs> it's definitely something we have to do. Yeah. Um so, I mean, this is a psalm of lament. You can hear that he's calling to God. He's upset. He, um, The people all around him yep. are are just making his life miserable. And, and here he is. And, you know, we might think that we want to go to church and sing and worship and feel joy. Right. We don't want to talk about people in the Bible who are sad. Like, why would we do that? But, you know, remembering the laments of the Bible is is so important calling them having them in worship singing them um you know it should be a part of our service because it's just a reminder that right all throughout history all throughout time people have suffered it's not it's not anything new 
Um, and, you know, as the director of worship, who's, you know, planning the worship and, and, you know, I, I work in a, in a church where we can be creative and try different things. And yes, adding lament, that's a challenge. It's a challenge because I don't want everyone to come to worship and like feel sad and feel and feel like, okay, what did I just spend an hour doing? I feel worse than when I came in. But the truth is, is that remembering the the, the laments in worship, even though it's hard um, and even though it feels like a challenge, it's so good for the people to connect with the people who've gone before us. Sometimes we think we're alone in this world and our problems are so much bigger than God has ever had to handle before. But of course, that's not true. God has rescued his people over and over and over again. And if we're not reminded of where the people were when they were suffering, if we're not reminded of that, then we don't, we're not reminded that God will save us too, wherever we are in our life. And and I just feel like, especially in this time of COVID, where it here in Massachusetts, it's affected our worship, it's affected our schooling, it's affected so many people on so many levels. Um if we can't lament out to God, what, what what else can we do? What else can we do? Um, so when I look at a psalm of lament, I just feel like I'm reminded how faithful God is, how amazing and faithful God is, because people have called out to him and he has answered. Um, I love when David says in this um, in this passage, um, in, in verse three, he says, the Lord hears when I call to him. There's no doubt there. Right. The Lord hears when I call to him. And I, I do feel like there is a sentiment of God being silent, that God isn't paying attention, that God doesn't know what's going on or he's not looking. Um, if we could be as confident as David and say, the Lord hears when I call to him, how much better is that to live your life? The Lord will hear me. Right. He's admitting that the people around him want to harm him. Right. There's harm there, but he can still rest in God. Yes. He can still go to God and then feel that comfort and peace and rest. Mm -hmm. That's true. You know, and on top of uh, that, just to add a little bit of a layer on there, um, you know, that faithfulness that you were talking about, uh, there is a confidence that David had. And I, I've talked about that in previous, um, you know, interviews and, and lives and stuff but it's there's a confidence that he had when he approached the throne of god but what's the after you know when you approach the throne of god with confidence what is the result of that what is that that there is that peace there is that rest there is that you know layer of understanding that god's got you and so mm. those circumstances no matter how dire devastating uh, despairing uh, alone that they may feel are, they just fade into the background um, if you could just shift that focus and perspective like you ladies are talking about it it really would make a world of difference mm -hmm. on the rest of your day after you cry out to God so right that's really good um, as far as because this is a little bit about focusing on God in the music I, I liked how you brought that piece in and I don't even think you, you knew you did you were just going and I love it but <laughs> as a director of worship and as well as a leader of the team that helps doing the praise and, and your um, piano administration and everything that you do because you carry the tune obviously mm -hmm. you set the tone um, to everything but that takes a coordination you're right and it's so nice especially if your whole entire worship set has like three or four songs to, to sandwich it, you know, you introduce this 
in this uh, surrender piece, then you introduce the lament piece, and then you turn around and introduce, you know, this this worship, so, you know, again, maybe even a surrender and then a praise, and there mm-hmm. you have it. You know, you have the, the tone that you want to set because there yeah. is an undoing process that we hope that we can get the hearts to through the worship piece. Mm-hmm. And so I'd like you to talk a little bit about that. You know, how do you... Um, you know, prepare the space for the Holy Spirit. Hmm. So I, I, whenever someone says, you know, worship was great. I love this song. I love the worship. You know, I know that it's not me. I mean, I planned the worship on Thursday night and I put it together, you know, but I mean, God, the Holy Spirit is what breathes life into it. So I, I feel like I have, I, the Holy Spirit leads me for sure. Um, I know that a lot of people, in the worship world, you know, like to be really spontaneous and they stand up and they don't really know what they're going to do because they just let the Holy Spirit work. Um, that's not really my personality. So I feel like the Holy Spirit can lead you at any time, whether it's Sunday morning or Tuesday night or Friday night. So whenever I'm doing planning my worship, I really try to stay open to what God is leading for that Sunday reading from his word, um, reading from the word that the pastor is going to be preaching on. I kind of get all of this information. And, um, and then some things inexplicably, you know, rise to the top. And it's, it, it's what the people need to see or hear. It, it, it really is. It, it, it's kind of amazing the way it works out. And in that respect, I feel like I'm just like one of the other instruments. I'm just one of the vehicles that God is using to get his message out there. Um, and so what I try to do is just give the space. So, you know, I love using laments in worship. I love using silence in worship. And that was definitely a challenge and a growing edge because most people aren't comfortable in silence. You know, oh, how long is the silence going on? And, you know, but I love the silence. I mean, the word, the God tells us, be still and know that I am God. You know, stop talking, stop moving, you know, stop being somewhere and be still. And that's, you probably can just tell from our personalities, it's hard for us to even not talk, right? So I think I love to incorporate silence. Um, I love to incorporate laments. I love to incorporate confessions. Um, I, I, I want people to be able to come to worship and feel like they can confess of their sins, either corporately or personally, and um, feel that, know that they're forgiven. I always remind them, we are forgiven. We are new creatures in Christ. And, you know, when you do all of that, to me, the natural outpouring is praise. Like, I have cried out to him. I have asked for his forgiveness. I have been silent before him. And now and now I'm going to sing. So I kind of like having that big song after that. The big song that's just like, I can't even hold it in. You know, and I, and you know, when we're all worshiping together in person I and I see it's been that, a while. It's been a while, but I see the smiles yeah. and the hands raising and the clapping. Like I know right. that the Holy Spirit is present there. Like he's and, doing something. And there's a growth. I mean, just right. like, there's a growth just volume wise, you right. know, if you think you're quiet, you have a time for silent prayer, you have, a, you know, and then you end with this song. I mean, so there's a, there's a growth just logistically speaking, but there's a growth, this huge the growth spiritual. in the emotion yeah. too. People are just, um, they're edified in that moment. And the, the only thing that they can do is stand up and sing. So I've got a question for you. Cause I, I know the, 
scriptures that I, I won't throw them down, but you probably <laughs> do as well that tied to this, but there's an edification and encouragement in hearing others praise and worship. And yes. sometimes uh, in churches that's drowned out by the music. So my question is, how do you incorporate that and give the people, the congregation, uh, your brothers and sisters in Christ that space to hear the voices to encourage one another so that we can adhere to that scripture and be mm-hmm. edified in, yes. in the worship. Because I know that uh, if you, even if you're in the middle of a praise and worship set and you just close your eyes and you are silent, you know, in the audience, there is just so much of an inpouring filling up that you, when you hear everybody else around you mm-hmm. in that moment. And so yeah. I just wonder, do you try to do that with your uh, services that you've done in the past? I mean, absolutely. It's um, we're it's not more accidental than anything. Well, I think that it's like the, I, it, the Lord does. The, it, um, but you know. the, so if, if um, yeah, if I, I frequently yes. <laughs> so when she, I frequently worship. get emotional, and I I really can't sing. So I just you know will stop mm-hmm. and listen, listen, and yeah. and that to me is a beautiful moment. Mm-hmm. And when I hear oh, when I can hear the voices of the people I love. Um, it's really meaningful. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we, we're lucky enough, you know, to go to a church, our parents attend the same mm-hmm. church. Um, my three kids, my husband, her, my husband, my yeah. three kids. And, um, and there's nothing like hearing the sound of your son, your 16 year old son singing. Yeah. Your, your 70 year old dad. Yeah. Um, you just told everyone our dad's age. <laughs> I think that's a gift that yeah. God gives us. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, when Paul instructed the early church, he said, you've got to sing. I mean, it was very clear. He said it a few different times. He, wa- he told them they need to sing. And, and we are continuing that. Right. And, and then by not singing every once in a while and hearing that and feeling that I think it's one of God's greatest mm-hmm. gifts. Yeah. Well, so I have um, a very, she has a very like an important role though with the piano that you do. There's a lot of tone setting and yes. atmosphere setting and you can't rush a song, you know, yep. you've got to create that space. So how, how are you doing that? Like, you know, I, I always say we work so well together. Like, I don't know how I would right. be as a worship leader, how effective I would be if it wasn't my identical twin on the piano. You know, sh- I talk, you know, and she just kind of comes in and, and colors it and adds just the right mood. And it's never like, wait, I'm I'm not done talking. How come you're playing? Or, you know, we it's it's always... Right. We're there. The two of us are very in sync with each other. Right. We, and plus, we've been working at the church together for like 15 years. Yeah. So we've been doing it a 17, long time, 17, 17, a long time together. And like and so we're just really in sync with each other. But the other thing is that I got my um, doctoral degree in worship studies. And my thesis was on intergenerational worship. It was on a worship experience for all ages. You know, we would say, uh, this wasn't what we were going to talk about, but we would say, you know, in the Old Testament or when they, when they gathered for worship or when Moses gathered the people or even in the early church, they never said, and now the children can go away because we're just going to talk to the adults. You had to just assume that children were there. 
And so in our church, through the work of my studies, we just have incorporated children, incorporating the elderly. Like we don't just leave one out or the other. It's intergenerational. So they're all there. So one of the things that I really love to do is do a responsive reading and in the responsive reading, have it assigned children, adults, men, women, teenagers. So it's this, and we're reading the scripture. So we're reading scriptures and you're able to hear all the different timbres of the sounds of the voices together. And then, you know, the ending verse, you know, all together. And I do create these, I make them up so that we all can have time to hear it. I mean, wives are hearing their husbands speak the word and mothers are hearing their children speak the word. We don't have opportunities like that unless worship leaders like us create them. And so I love doing that. And so, so it's listening, it's listening and speaking, um, but we do the same thing with music, with singing, listening and singing. And there's times, we, and we're one of those churches, we don't have like a huge rock band. It's, it's a simpler band. It's a simpler program. We don't have lights and like haze, you know? So, um, so our music is never that loud. Although there's probably a congregation member or two who would be like, it's a little loud. <laughs> We're not going to name names. Um, but a lot of times we mix up the instrumentation. So, right. so yes, for one song, the whole band will play. But maybe for one song, it'll be just the guitar. Maybe for one song, it'll be just the piano. Maybe for one song, we'll do the organ. Yep, She'll I'll do the organ. The pipe organ. Yeah. And you so we have pipe organ. Yes. There's <laughs> everything. Oh, my so, like, what else do you play besides the piano and the <laughs> It's just keyboard. It's, it's just keyboard and piano you know, and organ. Yeah. I mean, I, I do a mean recorder. <laughs> <laughs> if, if I knew, if I knew you were interested, I would have brought my recorder. <laughs> that would have been funny. <laughs> and you know what? And, and see, God is just using us in ways that, you know, we're just trying to stay open because we don't know what he's doing. But since we can't sing... One of the things we miss in our church so much is the worship choir. I'm the choir director and she plays the piano and we miss it. We miss that time of fellowship. We miss that time of devotion. We miss that time of worship and we miss singing. And so what we did was we brought some of the choir members together and we're playing handbells. So we're, <laughs> she's laughing. What's so funny? What's so funny? I just, I'm just sitting here just picturing you all doing handbells. You can it is still so enough funny. to do that. And we can be socially distant. We can, we can all be six feet apart. Yep. We can and wear we can, masks. And we wear gloves. And we play our bells. But y'all can sit still enough to do a bell. Like, what if, if Carrie only has one note in the whole scene? <laughs> I actually have a lot of notes. I make her do pretty she, heavy parts. She gives me the bells that I, you know. That I, no one else wants. I, I'm pretty, I'm busy the whole time. <laughs> but my son and my daughter are doing the handbells. It's just a neat experience. It's something we've never done before. Right. And and in, and we're not gathering together. We just aren't because of COVID. We're, it's just so different. And, you know, our weekly handbell rehearsal gets us all kind of together. And it is very worshipful. We're doing hymns. It's Yeah. yeah. So we're hoping we, we pulled a song together for Christmas and we're hoping to pull a song together for Easter. So how much practice goes into one song to get the timing all down? And, and does everybody know how to keep rhythm? <laughs> Everybody comes with their own level of skill, so it, it is very challenging. It's very challenging. For, I mean, if everyone was a, a skilled musician like Carrie, we, it would it, be an we, hour. We just could do to, it in a week, a, a one rehearsal. Yeah, 
but no, it's taken us. It's it's hard to follow the music for someone who isn't a literate musician. You know, it's very hard to follow the music. I am completely illiterate. All of my really? Oh, you are. You don't read music. You don't read music. <laughs> I mean, I, I can manage, you know, yeah. stumble my way through, but to be like put on the spot with a bell, no. <laughs> so are you better with like treble clap or bass clap or neither? We'll just say, we'll just say no. <laughs> I, I can so I can arrange a song yeah. and do chord progressions and build a song, um, but uh, as far as you know, doing all of the hand notation and stuff like that, that's not my wheelhouse. I would like send that stuff off to someone, hire yeah, someone yeah. on Fiverr or something. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I can I can see how that could be challenging though. But it's cool that. Um, you guys have managed to get to a point in one song already that you've become yeah. unified and uh, and it sounds like more than just a joyful noise. It's, you know, it's an elated yeah. noise. Yeah. <laughs> so. And I'm telling you, people are missing things like this. So it really has been, I mean, we're probably not the kind of church that would have a handheld choir, you know, that would probably not be us. But in COVID, we are. It and works. God is using us and we're doing it. And and I think it's bringing people together who really are missing it and need it. So does everyone in the handbell choir have to be quiet? Have to be what? Quiet. quiet. Uh, <laughs> they talk. They, they talk. talk. She's like, girls, ladies, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Up here. Yeah, because they are seeing each other for the first time in like in a while. So yeah. they all want to talk. And, and you have your mask on. So you have to be loud. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm like, come on, guys. Stop it. Yeah. Uh, I could just imagine. It's it definitely sounds like it's fun though. And it uh, it's neat to learn together and grow together. So right. and yeah. something new. So who yeah. knows where God's gonna use those handbells in the future. <laughs> but uh so as far as this song for yes. and lamenting and going mm -hmm. back to that, um, there is an importance in it and, and a high value too. Um I know in my personal walk just the the breaking, the um, the undoing of ourselves, you know, the empty me of thee petitions, you know, those things where you're going through renewal and transformation and mm. desiring God deeper, you know, when you call out on his name for those kind of things, you will probably more than likely end up in a lamenting state because <laughs> of what he brings about to do the refining, you know, mm -hmm. and so um, I think my question really, next question would be, let's Let's do it separately. So, uh, Kelly or Carrie, whoever wants to go first. <laughs> How do you feel like this psalm is something that you can apply to everyday life? Mm. Like, how would you walk this out? Um, I don't, oh, this, this is, is Kelly. Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> this is Kelly. Um, you know, I was really drawn to the verses about the nighttime and being in your bed. I, I, this is so funny, and this is really personal to me, but I'm sure there's other people. That's what I was gonna yeah. say. Really? Yeah. I should have. I'm so glad I went. I wish I went first. I'm so glad I went first. <laughs> um, all right. Well, you better think of something else. I'm, I'm thinking. But maybe, I'm, maybe it's not right, exactly right. the same. Okay. So, you know, technically, though, we could throw in Psalm 3 and you could do the daytime one. That's right. That's right. Because, right. see, uh, if folks haven't noticed this, you know, Psalm 4 is a morning prayer of trusting God and Psalm four or Psalm 3 is, and then Psalm 4 is the evening prayer. Yeah. And so it's literally covering the same thing, though, trusting yeah. in God. And so go right ahead. Yeah, so he, so he says, when you are on your bed, tremble and do not sin. When you are on your bed, search your hearts and be silent. 
Um, and I, I just know that as soon as I lie down on my pillow, my brain is like all the things that I still have to do, all the things that I did wrong. I mean, sometimes there's like regret. I wish I did this differently. I wish I did that differently. I wish I spent more time with someone. I wish I spent less time with someone. Um, those night times are when it's it all comes out. And I know that there's all these self-help books that are like, stand up, get a piece of paper, write it down, put the paper away. So then, and so you'll remember it and you'll have it there in another day. And I have tried all the different techniques, but I love that at the end of this, after David has, you know, complained and cried out before the Lord, he says, in peace, I will lie down and sleep. That's, that's, that's the, those are the words that I want to say every night. In peace, I will lie down and sleep. And for me, I think it's really hard. It's really hard for me to slow down. It's really hard for me to shut off my brain. Um, but knowing that Lord, the Lord alone makes me dwell in safety. The Lord alone will take care of my needs. The Lord alone will keep me safe. Um, then I should be able to sleep. So I feel like this is something that I would, you know, that I want to cling to at night. So I got an extra question on that. Okay. Um, there's, there's many times that people will, will, you know, bring up the scripture. It says, come to me all who are weary, right? And I will give you rest. Mm -hmm. um, do you think that that's something, though, that many people do often in the evening? Um, so I think we're more tired in the evening, <laughs> at least I am. And so that's what we should probably be doing. Um, but no, I think that that's when it's really the hardest, unfortunately, I, for me. I think so too. I think that, um, people start, uh, a lot of people will start their day, like looking to God, asking for God's help to get them through the day, but it's, it's at the end I think we forget. I think we think about more what our body needs. Like I'm tired. My body needs rest. And I don't think we think as much about what our spirit needs. Right. I think at the end of the day, it's about what my, my feet hurt. My back hurts. It's, it's these physical things. I, I do think that we forget that that Jesus says to come to me, uh, you are, you are right weary. when we're tired, right, right when you're weary, I will be there for you. I will, I'm the one who will yes. provide rest. And I do think we forget softly and tenderly is a beautiful uh, hymn that we covered. Was it week, week two or week three? It was one of our first episodes written by William Lamartine Thompson. <laughs> and, and we loved diving into that, into that hymn that Jesus is inviting us. Come home, come home. You who are weary, come home. Right. And it doesn't, you know, it doesn't really matter how far you go. Right. I, a lot of times I think we, we associate it with the prodigal son, right. Come home after you've really strayed far, come home after you've really messed up, but it's like, come home every day, every, <laughs> every day. Yeah. 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 And, and it of course ties into all of the things that we hear throughout the scripture about the fact that we've only been, you know, this is it. This day that we have is it. And we're not promised tomorrow. Right. But yeah, I was, I pulled it up because I am curious, you know, as to why it came up, but I'm going to go ahead and read Matthew eleven twenty eight out of mm -hmm. my in 29 and 30. It goes all the way through. 
out of the NASB, but it says, Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Mm -hmm. So there's a promise statement. Yeah. And then another instruction, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart. That's more of a promise Mm -hmm. of safety. And then it says, this is all caps in mine. It says, and you will find rest for your souls, for Mm -hmm. my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Yeah. That whole line, you will find rest for your souls. Again, it's, it's a concrete statement of a promise you know this is what's going to happen as a result of coming to me so mm-hmm. i just i don't know who needs to hear that or if anybody needs to hear it. maybe it's just something when i'm playing back and editing i get to hear it <laughs> but, well, i'd actually like to sing a little bit yeah can we little? sing a little bit of softly and tenderly such a pretty hymn yes yes that would be great i would love that that's maybe awesome. you can edit yourself in and sing with us <laughs> it's hard on zoom it's hard on zoom yeah Softly and tenderly. Oh, I thought you were just going to add your harmony. (laughs) Don't you do any of this one? Okay. Softly and tenderly, Jesus is calling, calling for you and for me. See on the portals, he's waiting and watching. Watching for you and for me. Come home, come home, come home, home. ye who are weary, come home. Earnestly, tenderly, Jesus is calling, calling, oh sinner, come home. Oh, wow. You guys, <laughs> I don't have a hand clap, like, app or anything, but that was awesome. <laughs> that we was that all night. <laughs> literally, okay, yeah, so, like, where's the rest of the set list? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know what's funny talking about feeling tired and lamenting people have been going to music to -hmm. make them feel better for centuries and and i i especially had this conversation with my with my non-believing friends like i i just want i love to listen to this song it makes me feel better when i'm in a i have a sad playlist that i listen to um and so i feel like the hymns are a good way to get people talking about music um, that maybe they don't want to talk about Jesus just yet. But look, here's a hymn that brings comfort to a lot of people. And I feel like it's this great way to talk to people uh, because when people are in a bad place, they're looking for anything that can bring them comfort. And they're already, a lot of people are already going to music. And a lot of people are already going to God's word. Mm -hmm. So we kind of have found a way to bridge the two. Okay. We have God's word and music together. And, um, and I do think that people are, are drawn to these hymns. And, you know, we, um, we have a segment on our podcast where we go, let's go to the movies. Yes. (laughs) And we actually talk about how Hollywood has, used music in has used the hymns that softly and tenderly was in like five different movies right 
Um, it was in I know. Urban Cowboy with John Travolta. What? Was, I yes. know. It was in a great movie with Amy Adams, and I can't remember. Oh my her gosh. Name. Um, uh, it's not one of her well-known ones. No, no. It's um, the hymn singing one. Look it up. Yeah, the hymn singing. Um, and then there <laughs> Why was. Why would a hymn singing in a movie? But, but so the the cool thing is, is that when you talk to 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 people, to non-believers about movies and music, you'd be surprised how easily it is to bring up a hymn. Mm -hmm. I mean, everybody knows Amazing Grace. I was at my public school uh, staff meeting where Amazing Grace was played. And I was kind of like looking around going, does everybody know what this song's about? How are we being allowed to play this? I, I wouldn't be allowed to play it in my classroom, but the faculty meeting, it was being played in a video. Um, because they were just talking about emotions and knowing your why, like, why do we teach? And it was like, well, and they brought up this song. Wow. That's and amazing. I it was amazing. That. It just happened yesterday. Um, I mean, what a, what a way to open up a conversation with one of your coworkers. Right. You know, I mean, a part of it is also, you know, reaching the loss. Like that's what we're supposed to be doing. And a lot of what we do is with our fellow Christians. Mm -hmm. So having an opportunity and a, and a way to, to get out there and talk to someone about the Lord in a new and engaging way. Right. I mean, that's what we all should be trying to do. There's an old episode of Doctor Who. Now, I am not a doctor. I don't watch the show. Do you watch Doctor Who, April? Do you watch Doctor Who? No. So, but, that, but when I was doing my research on the old rugged cross, there was this season three, episode three, um, where they've time traveled like way into the future. Like, like 5,000. Like, like, no, it was oh. like 3 billion. It okay. was like way, way into the future. And the world that they were living in was completely unrecognizable. We didn't even know where they were, if they were on planet Earth or whatever. But these horrible, like, beasts were, had taken over the area. People were trapped underground. Nobody was going to escape. And in that, in Doctor Who, they all, all the people in the, in the episode started singing the old rugged cross. Like, I don't even get how the writers... How did even, like, yeah, connected? <laughs> I mean, because to me, I, I'm not sure the old rugged cross... I mean, it's one of my favorites, but like, how, how does in that the be year five billion? Everyone knows every word, every word and every and, the, you know, the way the, the show did it, you know, it was showing you clips of people all over the creation, whatever, wherever they were. Um, and they were all united right. singing. So I'll, you know, so I'll, cher so I'll cherish the old rugged cross. Till my trophies at last I lay down. I will cling to the old rugged cross, rugged cross, rugged cross. and exchange it someday for a Doctor Who fans reach out to reach us out after to us. that episode that because we talked about it on our podcast and people who listened who liked Doctor Who reached out to us and said I remember that episode and they said I remember that episode I didn't know what song it was right I didn't know what they were singing and now I do. and now I know wow that's so neat yeah. <laughs> so that's 
segment of the podcast. <laughs> like, let's, let's go, go to, to the, the movies. movies. We we just have a lot of fun with it, and it's it's so much fun to, to when you're digging into a hymn to find out like That's, how Hollywood, like Hollywood used it, uses our uses church music, and I, who knows if there's some writer, producer, editor, right, who's a believer who's like putting it in, and it's his ministry or her her yeah. goal in life. Yeah. I mean, who knows? But we hear it and we get, and it. then we share it. Yeah. Well, maybe your show will get, you know, heard by those individuals and they will, or maybe this show will, and yeah. they know that that's your question and they will have like an interview option there where you can just interview them and ask them yourself. Like, yeah. why'd you put this in there? I would love to hear the story about that. <laughs> Pretty cool. It's cool. That's awesome. Well, ladies, we have had a wonderful visit, and I am sorry. I could probably talk to you guys for a long time, <laughs> but uh, I'm going to have to close our broadcast for our listeners today and make sure that our Pop Gospel Speak Radio fans um, have that segment just for you guys so they hear the fullness of y'all. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you Thank so you, much. April. This was so fun. Well, it was great. I appreciate you guys um, coming on. Here in a minute, I'm going to give you space to share where you can be connected with the, these audience listeners okay. that you'll need Thank to give you. them your podcast and your websites and stuff all that um but if you will join me i'm going to close in prayer Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this blessing of a visit. Thank you for the opportunity to be here with my sisters in Christ and share about your goodness and your faithfulness and your love. We just ask uh, covering over all of our listeners and mm. their families and friends at this time. May they know that you love them and may they know that you are there for them. And all it is is just a breath away. You're right beside them in mm. all that they go through. And just remind their hearts each of the promise that you have, that you will never leave them and you will never forsake them. Mm. And your rest is just a, a request away. And we mm. just ask all of these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 All right, you guys. So where can my audience connect with you? All right. Well, we are Him Talk Twin Talk. Yes. And those four words will help you find us. Him Talk Twin Talk can be found on any of your favorite podcast apps. Yeah. Just search for us. Mm-hmm. We're also on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. And our email address is himtalktwintalk at gmail.com. And we love hearing from listeners who want to put in a request. Yes. We want to hear what hymn you want to be featured next. Yeah. And we will do it for you. That is awesome. You heard it here, folks. I, I want like email blasted over there of all of these cool hymns that you want to know the story behind. You want to know mm -hmm. like the inside scoop and these ladies will do that for you. That's what That's they right. do. And then they may sing it. God will and they may sing it. I love it. It is awesome. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, April. All right, you guys. Thank you so much for your time tonight. All right. You're Bye. so welcome. You are very welcome. Don't forget to connect with Carrie and Kelly at Him Talk Twin Talk and on all podcast streaming platforms. Lord, I seek you, but today.